0: нам не зашкоди чарка вина будьмо здорові пимо до дна будьмо здорові пимо до дна нам не зашкоди чарочка вина Модлимо здорові, п'ємо до дна, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина. <свечес>
1: Нам не зашкодить шари кавина,
2: будьмо здорові, пиво до дна, будьмо здорові, дна. Хей, нам не зашкодить, шарич кавина, будьмо здорові, Хей, нам
3: бум-бум,
1: Овен небо я енд зовил каран, запэйдай про любовь мою, дин малиен колыбай
0: колю, запэйдай про любовь мою, дин надиен колай колю, динду дунду дунду рин рин дин дин рин дин дин Вже на паскі
1: славний сяй, добрий час, прама не вузька, чи не наша невістка, Добрий час,
0: прама не вузька, чи не наша не, час, не, Жена, вас, наша не Нам не зашкодить чаркавина. Будьмо здорові, пимо до дна. Будьмо здорові, до дна. Гей, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина. Будьмо здорові, до дна. Гей, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина. Нам не зашкодить вина. Будьмо здорові,
2: до дна.
4: And Pikardiska Teretsia from Ukraine opening our show for this evening with a song that's very apropos for June, seeing as it is the month of weddings. And that song was Vasilne Marsh, Wedding March. Dobrý veačr šo novny radi sucheči ta vytaj vás vsích na radiopredaču náš holos radioryńskoho korinia, korá podje vám jak svičajnostť ososobote a šsti hodeni na Bahatomovni radiostancii am20 CHMB b umistí van kuveri i pomeaži pcj radio mižnorodnomu pri mikrofonii Pvi naóry dďkuju šdoryšleprbute zi mnoju na stupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. I'm Paula demchuk mccory Pukadinska Pavina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We've dug into the Holos audio archives and we've got a few blasts from the past for you, uh, a few stories, book reviews, and things like that as well. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. So stay tuned for all of that. Coming up next we have a group from Winnipeg called Siege and a song called Back to the Siege. The Zaporozhian Siege, the Cossack headquarters.
2: They had, and then and they, they sang "We'll go back, go back to the siege." And pray. the Hetman must lead them to war on the state From the left and the right, we'll pull the forces in. We'll defend our precious steps till the end. We'll go back, go back to the siege, to the siege. of the Cossacks. We'll go back, go back to the siege, to the siege. In
1: the heart.
5: Canada's National Ukrainian Festival returns to Dauphin, Manitoba, August Long Weekend. Get your weekend passes in advance right now. If you wait, you'll pay more at the gate. The on-site attractions, grandstand variety shows, and hourly ongoing entertainment on four feature stages are all included in your one-pay admission. No extra fees. Day passes and camping passes are also available. Order your tickets and get more information at cnuf.ca.
6: giant cup it's the biggest easter egg that anybody ever saw the question folks up there won't answer even if you beg where the heck's the chicken that laid that giant egg giants of the prairies rising in the sky giants of the prairies designed to catch your eye they may not be the sort of thing you fancy or you dig but one look at it and you'll admit that thing is really big Manitoba, they built a big kumar. It's a really big mosquito, you can see it from afar. Now you may find it strange, a little weird, a bit absurd, till you realize. Mosquito is Manitoba's provincial bird. In Saskatchewan's Kenora, there's a lady mighty fine. Holding bread and salt A Ukrainian welcome sign They thought that giant lady Would bring their town some class Till some tourist park this Winnebago Underneath her skirt Giants of the prairies Rising in the sky Giants of the prairies You just can't pass them by You could hear the lonely trucker Calling from his rig saying Brinker, Brinker, take a look That thing is really big. Land in Alberta, they pay homage to our food. They don't call it a vernack, but some people think they should. Now I really must admit, I felt a little like a dork when they took my picture under a big pierogi on a fork. Pierogi, oh, land In the town of Vilna they've got some giant shrooms Even if you dried them they'd fill many, many rooms Now if you want my opinion, I think you'd need a tanker To truck in enough cream to make a sauce for those peepanky Giants of the prairies rising in the sky Giants of the prairies now as the years roll by In the future archaeologists working on a dig my shout Eureka, look at what we found, this thing is really big In the town of andrew they've got a giant duck they had to rent a crane to lift that mallard off the truck now it hasn't generated the reaction they were hoping the tourists mostly stop and yell giants of the prairies rising in the sky giants of the prairies oh me oh me oh my now i know folks who just don't care a feather or a fig but even they have got to say that thing is really, really big In Mundare, Alberta, there's a new totemic sign. For Ukrainian sausage lovers, it's like a sacred shrine. We bow down low before it. We gaze at it in awe. It's a 40 meter fiber glass and steel kubasa! Giants of the Prairies, rising in the sky. Giants of the Prairies, you've got to wonder why. you think by now the audience we're playing for at this gig would all catch on and sing along. That thing is really big! you think by now the audience we're playing for at this gig would all catch on and sing along. That thing is really big! Giants of the Prairies... Rising in the sky, giants of the prairies. Let's raise a glass of rye and congratulate the audience we're playing for at this gate. Cause they all caught on and sang along. Make it you giants of the prairies, shining in the sun. Giants of the prairies, I've gotta build me one: a mosquito or a mushroom, a pierogi or an egg. It's a way to leave my mark just like a dog lifting his leg. Giants of the
4: And if you plan on traveling, uh, taking a road trip through Western Canada, just a little list there of a few of these sites that you just may see. That was the Kubisonics with Giants of the Prairies. Up next, another group from Edmonton, and this group is called Millennia. Here they are now with a country, Ukrainian country rocker called Kumea Godfathers. <laughs>
7: Mogu me dobra pete do ponatilka.
8: Good morning. My name is Serhiy Kaznady in Toronto, Canada, and I am pleased to narrate Victor's vignettes, stories about life in Soviet and post-Soviet Ukraine. These stories were written by Victor Sergeyev, who lives in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. Victor worked as freelance technical translator from English, but now has multiple sclerosis, which makes speaking difficult for him but he finds great joy and a creative outlet in writing and sharing his stories online and here on Najholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. You can find Victor's original transcripts along with his commentary and his blog Vignettes Life in Ukraine. Links and audio files at Najholos.com Compulsory Steps Growing Up Soviet Today, I will share with you the typical Soviet childhood, based on my own life experience. In Soviet times, children went through a very rigid process of indoctrination. There were three compulsory steps required of each child in order to grow into a proper Soviet citizen. Children began their studies at the age of seven. The first step was to be admitted to a program called Oktyabriata, and become known as one of the so-called October children. The name comes from October, the month in which the Bolshevik revolution took place. The Ukrainian name for October is Zhovten. It is derived from the word for gold, the color that leaves begin to turn in this month. To my mind, Zhovten is a much prettier and more descriptive name. However, Russian was the lingua franca of the Soviet Union, and speaking other ethnic languages, especially Ukrainian, was frowned upon. In some cases, it was actually dangerous. At the beginning of Oktyabriyata, we were all presented with a little badge, a red star with a picture of a blond little boy in the center of it, none other than Vladimir Lenin, founder of the Soviet Union. Even then, at such a young age, the program struck me as odd, surreal, like some kind of silly childish game. But it was a game the authorities took very seriously. And it was only the beginning of a lifetime of such surreal games. I will never forget this propaganda nursery rhyme from my kindergarten days. "Ya Lenin, that was, of course, in Russian. There was no Ukrainian version. Crucification was in full force. The English translation goes like this: "I am a little girl playing and singing. I haven't seen Lenin, but I love him." Our teachers at school constantly drilled into us, "You must always write the word "communist" with a capital letter and the word God, with a small letter. What an ironic ideological paradox. Did they see, too? By the age of ten, and provided we studied well, we were admitted to the young pioneers. In the early 1920s, the Soviet regime created a pioneer organization modeled on the Western Boy Scouts organization, with the addition, of course, of stringent, communist ideology. At this step, we were presented with a red necktie called a Pionirski Galstuk and another badge called pioniersky znachok. On my blog, you can see a picture with all the three badges along with my original transcript. For the next four years, we were happy and proud to be part of the Young Pioneers. Apart from the communist indoctrination, it was a fun time just as I imagine it was for boy and girl scouts in the West. However, our necktie gave away our age. At the age of 14, every teenager wants to look older. So, once we left the school grounds, we would hide the necktie. At 16, we were admitted to Komsomol, the youth division of the Communist Party. In actual fact, every teenager in the USSR from the age of 14 automatically became a Komsomol member. Only those who studied poorly or were sent to juvenile prisons did not. Children of very religious parents were also excluded. But we had to pretend we were making a conscious and enthusiastic decision to join Komsomol or not. What a decision it was. Did we want access to officially sponsored holidays? Did we want to pursue higher education? Did we want to get a good job, perhaps one with the privilege of going on business trips? As children, we were well aware that there were no tourist trips at all, even to socialist countries, for any child whose parents were not high-ranking Communist Party officials. So, did we want to live without even the small pleasures, as few and far between as they were, that came with the Communist Party membership? Well, of course, I joined Komsomol. I wanted the best life possible in that wretched system. Now I pray those days never return, and my daughter and her contemporaries will never have to endure the lunacy and absurdity the previous generation did. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Victor's Vignettes, stories from the life of Victor Sergeyev in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. You can find Victor's original transcripts and commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. For audio archives and links, visit www.nashholos.com. So until next time, do popochenya!
0: Любі мої діти, мила мамо й тату, Я йду на війноньку нашу землю захищати. Не плачте за мною, якщо болі згину, Все вітам за неньку нашу Україну. Єдинаємося, браття! Роде нехай знає, ми за Україну, О, душу нашу, моєдину, За нашою землю священну Україну. To the land ла ла ла
4: Ukrainian group called Shabla Life and Bratya Ukrainsy, Ukrainian Brothers. Up next, a song with a title that is very fitting for our time of fake news, Mykola Budnik with Nemov Pravda, There is No Truth in the World.
5: Is CHMB, AM1320 Vancouver
9: Моя мала,
10: моя мала, з міста повернусь до того села, де моя доля весела не зла. Від вроди дівочі рвуться труси Та не ведуть у оману тіла На мене чекає моя мала Та нитки роздягнуть, не лишать гроша Як глянеть журналіний холода над Моделі Моделів гламурних та доля зберегла На мене чекає моя мала Now Богу хвала!
4: And from an addition to the Nash Holos Music Library that came to us from our good friend and my colleague Roman Shved from Kiev, that was Anton Mucharski with Moja Mala. Up next, high profile from Winnipeg. And if you don't didn't have your dancing boots off on for that last tune, better get them on now because you will need them for this up on the hill, cause a chuck.
9: Zaudin z oudim hej, The first new parete, Hey, I'm so don't go deep. i do the Sjöria, i tu i Polomu Raleigh, i
11: This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa, with a Did You Know Chisnalevi segment and special greetings to the listeners of Nash Holos. Did you know that Prince Wilhelm von Habsburg, an Austrian aristocrat, aspired to become King of Ukraine? Prince Wilhelm von Habsburg learned Ukrainian and became known as Vassil Veshevany because he took to wearing a Ukrainian embroidered shirt under his officer's uniform. He was involved in Ukraine's efforts at independence after World War I. In the end, he was captured by the Red Army, tortured and died in a Kiev prison in 1948. The fascinating story of Wilhelm von Habsburg, or Vasil Veshevani, is told in a recently published book by Timothy Snyder, professor at Yale University. The book is entitled The Red Prince, The Secret Lives of a Habsburg Archduke. You can buy the book in local bookstores or borrow it from your local public library. Many
4: thanks to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnaleve, Did You Know?, with Nashola's listeners. You can catch her show at www.chinradioottawa.com.
12: Хось наша славна Україна зажурелася А ми твою червону калину пидемо А ми нашу славну Україну ей-гей розвеселимо Amen to Kalinu perenno Amen na shchuslavnu krayinu heroz
4: Welcome to Kneshka Corner book reviews by Myra Junik Ukrainian stories in English
13: In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Timothy Snyder's The Red Prince, The Secret Lives of a Habsburg Archduke. Who can resist a romantic Habsburg hero who openly embraces the cause of Ukrainian nationalism in the early 20th century? Wilhelm von Habsburg was such a man. Although he died in obscurity, In a Russian prison in 1948, Wilhelm made the creation of a Ukrainian nation the cause of his life. As the son of Archduke Stefan and Archduchess Maria Theresia, Wilhelm led a very privileged life along with his five brothers and sisters. At the time, their family still ruled the Habsburg monarchy, Europe's proudest and oldest realm stretching from the mountains of Ukraine in the north to the warm water of the Adriatic Sea in the south. Wilhelm's parents had castles on a peninsula called Istria on the Adriatic Sea and in Poland. His father believed that Poland would eventually become a separate entity and would need a Habsburg king. He hoped to be that king. During his time at military school in Moravia, Wilhelm became interested in the idea of a Ukrainian state. Perhaps he could eventually rule Ukraine for the Habsburg monarchy. In 1914, Crown Prince Franz Ferdinand, the Habsburg heir, was assassinated in Sarajevo. World War I followed. Service during wartime was the destiny of Habsburg Archdukes. In June 1915, Wilhelm received command of a platoon in a mostly Ukrainian regiment. He soon became one of them, by speaking Ukrainian, wearing an embroidered shirt under his uniform, and calling himself Vassil. His soldiers nicknamed him the Red Prince, because of his support of the Ukrainian peasantry. Eventually, Wilhelm became the diplomatic representative of the Habsburgs in Ukraine. He met several prominent Ukrainians, including Metropolitan Andrei Sheptytsky and Hetman Skoropatsky. At the end of the war, the empire had fallen apart, and the Habsburgs had to give up power. Wilhelm's dream of a Ukrainian nation did not survive. After World War I, Wilhelm was at loose ends. His resources were slim after the fall of the Habsburgs, so he was constantly searching for new sources of income. He promoted various unsuccessful schemes, such as making Ukraine a promised land for European Jews. He left Vienna for Spain to visit his Habsburg relative, King Alfonso. He later moved to Paris, where he continued to promote the Ukrainian cause and live a playboy lifestyle, characterized by excessive drinking, homosexuality, and reckless spending. Forced to flee Paris for Vienna after a conviction for fraud in 1935, Wilhelm watched the rise of Hitler and the Nazi Party. How would Wilhelm adapt to this new reality? Timothy Snyder weaves in wonderful anecdotes about the Habsburg dynasty into his comprehensive examination of the life of the Red Prince. He does not shy away from the controversial aspects of Wilhelm's life, his homosexuality, his drinking, his scheming, and his short-lived anti-Semitism during the early days of Hitler. Readers will be surprised by Wilhelm's role as a promoter of the Ukrainian nation at a time when such a concept was considered remote at best. It is truly fitting that Snyder concludes his book with an examination of the independent Ukraine, which Wilhelm helped to build. It should also be noted that this book was written in 2008. Snyder's praise of Ukraine is ironic. Simply by existing for almost two decades within unchanged boundaries, Ukraine has already proven more durable than most of its predecessors. Who could have imagined that Ukraine's territory of Crimea would be invaded in 2014 by Russia? Timothy Snyder received his doctorate from the University of Oxford in 1997. Before joining the Department of History at Yale in 2001, he studied in Paris, Vienna, and Warsaw. Snyder has written articles for the New York Review of Books, The Nation, The New York Times, and the International Herald Tribune. His award-winning books include Bloodlands, Europe Between Hitler and Stalin, Ukrainian History, Russian Politics, European Futures, and Black Earth, the Holocaust as History and Warning. In 2015, Snyder received the Andrew Carnegie Fellowship as well as the Havel Foundation Prize. He is a member of the Committee on Conscience of the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum as well as the Advisory Council of the YIVO Institute for Jewish Research. The Red Prince is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks,
4: Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Ukrainian song called Zasvistale Kozachenka performed by the Slavianska choir. Up next, Vasil Hantarsky with Chorna Hora" Black
14: Mountain. hey. <laughs> Sure, my Sure Ne mi sine, spolone i pizgaline. Hej, 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 ja nikoli nikomu ne vidam. Iđe do noha doma za hora.
4: listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, which comes to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. In between broadcasts, please visit our website for transcripts and audio files, as well as the podcast link, and that is www.nashholos.com. Najam, wciściliśmy nasze programu w już do domu i skazać do popatczenia, ale przedtem ja chcę zaliczyć wstępkie słowa mудростя. Кто спивая, той и and our proverb of the week translates as "Sing and you will forget your troubles." That's always very good advice, and we certainly endorse that message here on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Well, our time is almost up, so to wrap things up, we have one last great toe tapper for you by the Ukrainian connection, uh, Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! <music>